When we moved here five years ago, we thought we were building a small home. We really didn't know what small was. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze, subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it, and we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of October the 9th, 2014. I guess I need to get started with a big apology that uh, Amanda is not part of our program today because she's out in California taking care of our grandchildren. But I'm not embarrassed about that because I am happy to welcome Adrian, our announcer, to join us on the podcast today. And we have a very special focus for our conversation. Uh, Adrian, I want to talk with you about tiny houses. And I understand you've become something of an expert on tiny houses. (laughs) I don't know if expert is the word that I would use, but... I have been researching and learning about it and familiarizing myself for the last six months at least. And you've talked to several people who have built tiny houses. You've poured over plans for tiny houses. and you've. Yes. Um, I think you're hoping to go to a couple of conferences where people are I am going to them. the tiny, ha- tiny House Conference in April next year in Portland, Oregon. No, I hope by then to already have my tiny house, but at least I can hang out and, you know, talk and chat with people who have tiny and, and are part of the tiny house movement, as it's as it's been called. Um, the way that this started was that um, you sent me, Dad, a link to this, I guess it, was, it may have been Dirk, um, Deke Derdrickson, you know, this guy who's doing all these tiny houses. Um, and I later bought one of his books, but, um, he had this idea for a tiny house community and basically it's like a, it's like a cul-de-sac of tiny houses and they, it's like, you know, a neighborhood and you have a common house where everybody gets together for gatherings, um, makes meals if, if a big meal is me, big meal is needed. Um, and also you have a storage shed where everybody puts the lawnmower and you have a common Mm -hmm. lawnmower. You have common tools that you share. And let's get a perspective on this. Uh, When we moved to Longleaf Breeze five years ago, we made the move from our suburban home, which was 2,300 square feet. It was um, not palatial by the standards of the community where we lived. It was sort of normal by the standards of the community where we lived. We were we took what we thought was the dramatic step of building a 600 square foot home in the barn. I, the place where Amanda and I live is 600 square feet. Now that doesn't count a walk-in closet and it doesn't count storage space that's not heated and cooled and is adjacent to that little home. But in terms of heated and cooled square footage, that's our home. Our friends thought we were crazy to, tr- to think we could live in such a tiny space. But now when I talk to you about our 600-square-foot home, 
what we have seems almost palatial compared to what these people are talking right, about. Right, right. Um, because mine would basically be a third of that. Now, the ceiling would be higher than yours. Um, so something like 200 square feet. Yes. And people certainly build them smaller than that. They do. Um, I think Tiny Happy Homes has like a 100 square foot one that they sell. It's so little. It's, it's like living in a bathroom. It. You know what it makes me think of? The grandfather on Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You know, he lived in this, like, it's like he could walk into it and that's about it. You know, I, that, that's what it makes me think of. Of course, they're not quite that small. Somehow, you got to be able to lay down somewhere because um, you're going to sleep in there. Um, but they have, Tiny Happy Homes has a lot of different houses that they sell. If you can Pref- remind me, I'll try to include a link to Tiny Happy Homes on the show notes page so okay. if people want to go find out what they're doing and how it works and so forth. And they're, those are prefabricated. Do you have a definition for a tiny house? Do we agree on what, it, what constitutes a tiny house? Well, I would. the way I explain it to someone who's never heard of a tiny house is that it's literally like a big house. Much smaller. You have the essentials. You have a little kitchenette. You have a tiny refrigerator. I mean, you can have these items. Um, You have a bathroom. You have a closet. You have a shower. And you have a place to sleep. And you have a place to sit and do work and or um, watch TV and be entertained. You know, but they're all pretty much crammed in there together. I mean, strategically so. It's like living on a boat I guess. It is. And I lived on a boat with my ex-fiance for a long time. And we had to be very careful not to let it get cluttered. Everything was very strategic as far as where it was placed. You know, um, the shower was in the, you know, right over the toilet. Now, there are different ways to, to have the, the bathrooms and the kitchen set up. Um, but basically, most tiny houses I've seen have a loft for the, for the sleep. Where you actually sleep at yes, night. Yes, that's where the bedroom is. Now, I, I always thought I'd have a loft that just took me on a ladder up to the top. Now, what happened was I started researching. I was substitute teaching, and it was a slow day, and I started researching tiny houses, and I went down all these rabbit holes online, and I just, that night, I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. I wound up um, finding the wedgie on Tiny Happy Homes. Um, now, I don't know if they sell that, but... I just fell in love with the wedgie, and, and, and I just couldn't wait to live in my tiny happy home. Um, also, I mean, not my tiny happy home, my tiny home, but um, the also Vermont, oh uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of the business, but we'll include a link to that too. They okay. also have some really cute prefab. Great. So we'll homes. include links to several of these people who are active in this world. Well, let me take a step back and ask you an awkward question. Why on earth would I want to live the way you're describing? Well, it's just me. I don't have a husband. I don't have a pet. I don't have children. Um, So it's ridiculous to live in a ginormous house and waste money heating and cooling it and um, have so much space that that I'm not using. But there's a big gulf between a ginormous house and a say a one bedroom efficiency you could always go the route of a one bedroom efficiency but you're not planning to do that I, well there's something happy about a tiny house there's something the the quaint um 
simple sweetness of a tiny house is alluring to me. And, you know, it goes right hand in hand with playing the ukulele almost in my mind. Like, you know, just the happy um, peace piece of of simplicity, you know, and I just, I long for that. Okay. I I can, I can accept that. I want, I mean, I want a porch, you know, I want, I want the, the add-ons. I don't want to just like throw something together and go live in it. That's a good point. You and I have talked some about your plans for a tiny house. And one of the things that I've heard you articulate on more than one occasion is I do want a tiny house but that doesn't mean I don't want to have any space outside that house where I can relax and spread out. Right. So you and I have talked about porches and overhangs and things that allow you to have comfortable space outside your house. Right. And they have a way of making tiny houses feel bigger, <laughs> feel less tiny. Um, one of the ways is to make the ceiling really high. Of course, that opens up a window for new issues um, as far as the sun. Um, you know, you're having to think about the, the winter sun and the summer sun and all those different elements that it's it's easier to combat if you have a smaller house. But the reason I want a taller ceiling is so it doesn't feel so small. Mm-hmm. I want, um, and I don't know if this is even going to be possible, but what I would like is to um, have sort of a m- mixture between ladder and steps which provides storage underneath because um, if you have a ladder, if you are sleepy or injured or whatever, you can't sleep in your bed. You have to sleep down on the futon downstairs. So that's one thing to think about. Um, but I also want it to have a loft room feeling, not a loft mom's attic in a U-Haul van feeling. You want it to feel somewhat spacious yes. uh, when you're in the loft upstairs. Well, I'm going to keep asking you questions. It's not because I'm trying to argue with you about the tiny house, but I am passing along to you questions that you and I both tend to get when we start talking about this. Yes, oh no, I'm prepared. (laughs) Why not just buy a travel trailer? Travel trailers aren't insulated as well. They're also on wheels, and so that's not a house. That's a vehicle. Um, this This would be something that would be part of the you know surroundings you can't have a porch on a travel trailer you can't go out on the porch for coffee in a travel travel trailer in the way that you can a tiny house um you also don't um have that permanent feeling in there and and that's fine that's fine uh some people live in in trailers forever and and to each his own you know this is um for me a better idea because a lot of the insulation will come from underneath as well. I mean, we do have cold winters sometimes in Alabama, and I don't want to be alone and cold <laughs> up in my tiny house. If I'm intimidated by the process of building my own home, could I buy a tiny house already built or prefab? You could, you or... could buy a prefab tiny house. You could spend as much as $50,000. I mean, <gasps> you, I'm sure you could spend more. There are some gorgeous tiny homes. It's almost like when you buy a little designer top from, you know, Top Shop in London and you're like, how does this tiny piece of material cost me $500 or whatever? Um, yes, even though it's tiny, it can still cost so much. 
So one of the reasons not to buy one already built is to save money. Absolutely. I mean, I I have thought about it a lot because I want a tiny house sooner than later. And um, I think I could spend on what I want as much as $5,000. And if I'm going to spend $5,000, I want it to be exactly what I want. And when we talk about your spending $5,000, you're talking about spending it almost exclusively on the materials. Yes. And that's supplying the labor for yourself. The, or the empty, the gutted, you know, version of the tiny house that isn't painted and everything. And doesn't have any of the furnishings inside. Which, again, then I'd have to put in the, you know, if I have a wood-burning stove, I have to install that myself and buy that myself. Cabinets, you know, um, stuff like that. Okay. Um, so... What's the process that you go through as you're planning all of this? Where do you start? Who do you talk to? What do you think about? Well, you look at plans. You know, there are lots of free plans out there, and there are lots of books with plans you can buy. There are some books that are just our only plans, which I find that a little overwhelming because it's diluting, you know, what I'm trying to look at. I just want to see one thing at a time, and it's instead it's a book which is where I'm all these um, plans are thrust in my face. But I think that for me, the beginning of the planning process was, what do I want in my tiny house? What are the essentials? Um, for me, I started with Google SketchUp. I knew that would be a good place for me to visually start. And, you know, I've already drawn several on, on paper. I've already drawn tiny houses on paper um, to show people. This is how Or on Google SketchUp. Right. But I'm just saying I had already visualized a lot of what I wanted and told people, okay, you don't know what a tiny house is? Let me draw it on a napkin for you. This is where... Oh, I see. Yes. You, you did really did draw it on I paper. I really did. And then um, Google SketchUp, I you know, there, I had a tough time learning how to use it. But once I did, especially the shape of the wedgie is not um, True. just a basic not real SketchUp thing. friendly. Yeah, that happens in SketchUp. And I'll include a load, uh, a link to Google SketchUp if you're interested in doing that. I, I recommended that you get started with SketchUp because it was, in fact, the way we designed both the barn and the lodge. We never hired a designer to do this. We did it ourselves using Google SketchUp. Right. And it worked out fine. Uh, you mentioned that you plan to have a bathroom in the, in the tiny house. So let me ask you a couple of very awkward questions. Okay. You're talking about a tiny space, obviously. Yes. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And if I'm the only one there, it doesn't bother me that the whole tiny house stinks from my using the bathroom. But if my bride is in there with me, if my significant other is in there with me, I think I'm a little embarrassed to stink up the whole home with my... It doesn't stink It doesn't stink up the whole home unless you just let it. You know, you, you, <laughs> you have ways of combating, you know, the, the, sm the smell. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm a little uncertain. Well, what is it? Poo-pourri? There's this stuff um, called poo-pourri. Okay. I bought some at work. I wrote my name on the bottle with some instructions on how to use it. It's like air freshener. You spray it on the toilet water after you flush. Okay. And it's and I mean you there are different scents. You can All buy right. different versions of the scent. Um, that's what I bought for everybody at work. People have been using it. Okay. And you know what? You go in there and you have the only reason you know someone used it is because it smells like poopery. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> like don't you don't know the... someone. Okay. Deuce. You well, know? that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, 
you mentioned that you've got a, a flush toilet, I guess, right? You're not I'm, talking I'm about a composting toilet. I'm planning on having a flush toilet. toilet. I don't want guests to come there and say, no, I can't use your bathroom. You know, I just, okay. I, that just, I don't want to run people off of my tiny house. I'm, it's weird enough that I'm going to be in a tiny house, you know? <laughs> okay. So do, is it connected to the sewer or connected yes. to a septic tank? Uh, connected to a septic tank. I All think. right. So that means there's a cost for the septic tank. Um, I'm not sure there's a size of septic tank any smaller than the ones we had, and it's you know three to five thousand something like that. Honestly, I have not planned the toilet front yet. I just recently decided I wanted a flush toilet. Okay. Because and I also don't um, want to have to you know come down to the lodge to go to the bathroom. So you're planning to have your tiny house. Very close to the buildings w- that we already have standing here at the farm. Yes, and if I'm able to connect to your sewer, I will, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I can. Now, and we don't know that. We'll have to figure we'll that have to out. We'll find out. Uh, you mentioned that you have closets, just like a regular house would have. I Where did. on earth do closets go in a tiny house? Well, the... The wedgie plan that I found online, actually, um, I just widened that and made it deeper. It kind of juts out from the their plan. Um, it juts out from, you walk all the way into the house, you pass by the futon on the right and the flat screen TV on the left, and then you go underneath the loft and there's a kitchenette, and straight in front of you is the closet. Okay, and so it's at the very back. Yes, and it's very small. Yeah. But I have a storage shed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and that's probably worth mentioning. A good many of the people who use tiny houses don't have everything they own in the tiny house. Or, they have some storage. Yes, or they do, and they just don't have a lot of crap. Which I mean, I do. I have Wouldn't a, that be wonderful? I know, but we have such sep- our seasons are so different, and we have winter. Such a you know, it's mild, but we still have a. We have winter. We have summer. And, and you're an actress. And I'm and an actress. Actresses. I have costumes, and yeah. and I love shoes, <laughs> and I love books. And there's not space for my books in there. What happens when you have company? Do mm-hmm. do this? Does the company? Will there be room for company to stay with you? Absolutely. The futon will fold out into a um, couch. So a person bed. could sleep on Two? the futon while you sleep in the loft, yes. or vice versa. And I could have, if it's girlfriends, I could have up to three stay with me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if Leanna and Madison and Hannah all wanted to come and stay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned that one of the things about a travel trailer is that it's on wheels. Do, people do sometimes put their tiny houses on wheels, don't they? Yes. In fact, I almost was going to build one on a trailer because I didn't know where I was going to put it. I wanted the, I was putting the cart before the horse, literally. <laughs> didn't know if I wanted to put it. Um, on the property here, over there on the, what do we call that? We call it the west side the west, of the property. west side. And I didn't know if I wanted to put it by the creek, you know, I mean by the pond. So you were planning for it to be portable, but now you've decided, eh, not so much. I'd rather just start living in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. How will you keep it heated and cooled? You mentioned a wood stove. Have, that sounds... I'm not, I don't know about you're the wood not stove. On I'm, wood pro- stove. I'm not planning okay. on that. I'm going to do a window unit. AC, One of these that heat. does heating and cooling. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just sits in the window. It it there's actually you probably don't even put it in a window. You just build a a hole for it. You cut right. a hole for it, mm-hmm. and it sits there and and does the heating and cooling. And it's such a tiny space. You don't have to have a huge unit to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. I have heard 
from several people, most recently including your brother, our son Joe. What about storage containers? Why not take a storage container and and make that into a tiny house? My issue with storage container and wood pallets, because people want to talk about that too, because you can find wood pallets, you can find storage containers, is that you don't know where they've been. You don't know what chemicals are in there. You know, you start clanging and banging on something that you don't know where it's been. Um, You can get sick from the materials if you don't know what you're doing. The tiny house found objects movement is what is widely amateurs who are finding materials these aren't like construction workers who are you know let's i'm gonna build a tiny house you know so it's you want to be careful not to get hurt um and also it's hard to insulate a storage container now joe has his rebuttal for what i'm saying (laughs) i've already heard it once and i was like i don't even um, love you, bro. Um, but you know, it's, it doesn't make sense to me because you have to cut into the metal to cut your windows and everything. And, and I, I can tell you, I've been up close and personal with a couple of storage containers and cutting those puppies is a bear. I don't, you yeah. basically have to use a welding torch to cut them. Yeah. And I, I think you can spend an inordinate amount of money on something like that. You can. Good point. Not just for the container, but in all of the retrofitting yes. and the and there are some and trying to add insulation and trying to uh, make it weather tight after you've cut into this corrugated wall. Right. So yeah. Um, it, I, although I love Joe as well, I'm not tempted to uh, recommend to you that you start with the a storage, storage container. container. You've been a portion of the way through this process now. Um, what should I have asked you about tiny houses that I didn't? And what what do you most pe- want people to understand about tiny houses? Um, I think people. I think tiny houses get a bad rep because they're so because people are thinking what. But we live in such a McMansion age where it's accepted to have this huge house that has all these bedrooms you don't use and. Um, and I think there are a lot of people moving in the direction of tiny houses now. A lot of people who have decided, hey, man, I want to do that. And more and more of the people I talk to, they think, that's actually really cool. Man, I want to come see your tiny house. And I'm like, let's go. Adrian Lee Borden, our announcer. I'm Amanda's and my daughter. We're so proud of you. Thank you. And thank you for being with us here on Longleaf Breeze Weekly Podcast. Thank you for having me. You have a good week. We'll look forward to visiting with you next week when I will have my bride back. Take care. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Our address is P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com.